You are listening to the Fire and Lunch podcast. As a reminder to those listeners wishing to remain unspoiled for the books, run. This is an all-spoiler podcast. All published books and novellas are fair game. Thanks. And who are you, the proud face said that I must eat this pie? This podcast is brought to you by the Starkiller Dessert Special. I can see it. I can see the pie. Hello, we are Fire and Lunch. Welcome to the podcast. This is episode 59, the DragonCon 2016 recap, and I have two special guests with me. I'm Rachel. I'm Elena. And I'm Eli. As you can see, I've got Elena and Eli with me. You guys will have heard their voices before on last year's Wyman Awards. Uh, Elena and I go way back. We used to do a podcast together for a website called Boomtron that was called Team More Wine, Sir, that also dealt with, yeah, clink, clink, that also <laughs> dealt with Game of Thrones. And Eli is a longtime listener of Fire and Lunch and has somehow weaseled his way into our friendship. So, hi, guys. I really don't know how. <laughs> hey. <laughs> So do you guys have anything that you want to talk about before we get into the meat of Dragon Con? No. Well, no. Well, uh, I think it's like kind of a kind of a cool story how I even got in the friend group. Kind of weird, but yeah, go ahead. I, I don't actually know how it happened. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, and Eli. <laughs> and Eli. Uh, yeah. So. I think I, I didn't even start watching Game of Thrones until right before the third season aired. And uh, after the third season, I was totally into it. Like, just insane, off the wall. I went and I read all the books. And then uh, I was just devouring stuff online, any information I could find. Um, and at some point, I came across Jenny's... Uh, Redbubble mm-hmm. and uh, her t-shirts and I just sort of like randomly added her on Twitter to say hey I like your uh, we're in the band t-shirt uh, and uh, shortly after that so the fourth season started and you guys reco- started recording the podcast um, and then I think it was just like it like just slowly you know like, Over the course of a year or so, I just like started tweeting at you guys and getting to know you, and yeah, it was weird. I, I, <laughs> I don't, I don't really know how like an internet friendship blossomed, but it was. Yeah, it it's it's uh, like classic internet friends for sure. Yeah, yeah, um, and I had always sort of been sort of on the edge of the cosplay scene, like wanting to dive in, but figuring that sewing would be too hard to learn. Um, And then, like, just seeing all of your stuff, Rachel, online uh, and asking you about it, it seemed like maybe I could possibly learn how to do this. And I just sort of jumped in. Um, I went to MootCon last year uh, with my first first costume was Sheik from Legend of Zelda. And I only spent, like, 30 hours on it. It's, like, okay. (laughs) Uh, but it was like it was a lot of fun going to New York Comic Con and meeting everybody. And uh, then uh, you 
you randomly said that you had room for Dragon Con, and I was like, heck, I'm I'm on board with this now. So I jumped in. It was like it's like weird set of impulse decisions that ended up in uh, like a really awesome thing. This whole cosplay crazy yes. hobby I've jumped Join into. Join us, she said evilly while putting her fingers together. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Although you you keep calling it an impulse, there's nothing impulsive about seven months out saying <laughs> do something and then fucking sticking with it. So no, well, well, I, I'm, I make impulse decisions and then I stubbornly stick to them for <laughs> almost no reason other than I don't like to quit. And thirteen hundred dollars later, you know, I'm yep. committed fully. Like yep. there's no way to jump out. Yep. But see, that's how you get in with my Dragon Con crew, because you're like, yeah, I had an idea and I fucking did it. That's that's and everyone's like, I mean, that's legit. Yeah, you're good. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so we're here to talk about our Dragon Con experience. And as listeners have noted in the past, I am a bit of a Dragon Con evangelist. I will. I spread the word. I open the door i drag them in until they can't ever leave <laughs> um <laughs> so it was my 12th dragon con and elena's second and yes. Eli's first so we have a veteran and a returning person and a little newbie um and as always we start out the episode by giving uh whatever we're talking about a fray pie rating uh, and that goes back to the original uh, phrase that were baked into the pies. Uh, Rhaegar being the best, Jared in the middle, Simon being the worst. So I want to know from you guys, what is your Frey Pie rating for Dragon Con? Rhaegar, absolutely. Eli? Okay, I've got a, I, I wrote a thing out oh, here. No. Uh, <laughs> you wrote a thing. <laughs> uh I, I put a uh, piping hot Rhaegar, too hot to touch, but you touch it anyway, and now your fingers are still numb two weeks later. Um, God. You and know, that is... I have to tell you, so I, I have these terrible calluses on my fingers, and I can't, I can't actually feel anything on them. Like, the whole tip of my finger is just dead. And they're finally... Yeah. Start, the calluses are finally starting to, like, appear and molt, and it's super disgusting. <laughs> so I feel this, this Rhaegar description immensely <laughs> <laughs> is that from like the like the e6000 or no it's from repeatedly stabbing feathers with a needle oh. and i had a thimble Yikes. but let me tell you how much a thimble doesn't work in like our 800 <laughs> well it also doesn't really work if you're having to manipulate things and yeah i don't like my fingertips are permanently just rough from hand sewing yeah they don't tell you that when you're like i'm gonna hand sew something be a delicate lady and it's like no i have claws and they're made of bark now (laughs) yeah the only the only time you can be delicate is when you actually have like the full-on embroidery hoop that's like freestanding and you can have the time and leisure to like carefully place a stitch from the top move your hand take it out under the bottom and repeat ad infinitum you know, but like, even doing that, hurry, I feel like I was giving myself arthritis, like, in my thumbs. Like, I was tired of making the <laughs> pinching, like, the pinched finger thing. Like, I couldn't do it anymore. It was like, my hand was like, no. Whatever the carpal tunnel of your fingers is, that's what I had. 
All right. So I also gave it a Rhaegar. Obviously, I always give Dragon a Rhaegar. If it wasn't a Rhaegar, that would be a problem. Um, so I'd like to move on to just talk about our experiences. Uh, and that will be our awards category. Um, so I kind of broke it up into different sections in our outline uh, about like just like stuff that happens out on the floor, like parties and costumes. We could talk about the hotels themselves, like locations. Um, then there's the actual programming, which none of us actually went to. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then like you know the whole crew getting to know them, and then I kind of gave cosplay its own area because it was ninety nine percent of what we were doing while we were around. So, right, just kind of whatever you guys want to talk about in this section, I'll let us wander. Oh, I was going to say there were actually two pieces of programming that I made it to that I was really excited about. It wasn't panels, but it was the art show in the in the Hyatt basement and then one of the concerts. And um, I really I don't think I don't think we went to the art show last time, so I, I didn't know what to expect. And it was a lot more pleasant than the vendor hall because it was actual art. And it was like some of the artists did have booths and you could attempt to talk to them. Um, but for the most part, you could go through it like a gallery or a museum and just look at what was there. And it was, I thought, a really interesting sort of cross-section of different types of fantasy art. Like some of it was really uh, book illustration, not, not illustration, but like book cover style. Some of it was the, I don't know what you think of, with like the Vallejos uh, type of fantasy mm-hmm. art. And then some of it was just... I don't know, just kind of very stylistic or there were some that was very kind of pagan, some that was very just abstract and science, almost like science fiction, but not, not representative. It was simply like the style of art being done is what you might expect to see in like some future movie. So I thought it was a really good, uh, just cross section of art and artists that were there. And I, I really, really enjoyed that. And I know you guys went through it, but I was the asshole was like, look, I do my own thing in art. Get the fuck away from me. Don't distract me. So I have no idea what anyone else actually thought of it, but I liked the art show a lot. Yeah, there were a lot of pieces that I really enjoyed. Um, you know, some of it was like the more modern, like linear illustrations. Some of it was like old school, like like you were saying, like book covers. And there were plenty of naked ladies, but I really liked the three-dimensional stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't necessarily expect there to be a lot of sculpture or, like, there were dioramas in the back. And I don't know. Yeah, it's really fun to just go through it. It's also a really great place to be when con gets to be too much because there's not usually a ton of people in the art show at any one time. Yeah, it was pretty chill. Yeah. It's like, just take a break, look at cool stuff. And I mean, for me, like, fantasy and sci-fi, like, I got into it because of art, right? Like you'd look at book covers or posters or something and you'd be like, that's really cool. I want to be transported there. So it's really nice to get back to the root of what attracted you to a genre in the first place and kind of mm-hmm. just wander. Yeah. Well, I had a, a couple kind of cool art nerd moments um, in the show where, cause, cause I actually went back a second time and 
by the second time I went back, they had hung the awards that they placed. And so one of the scenes that I had loved the first time that I had to go back to suddenly had a best space scene in show attached to it. So I was like, mm. oh, okay. A validation <laughs> of my taste. Obviously, like, I liked this scene for a reason. Um, and then one of, the, uh, one of the artists that I actually did talk to, I... I think I stared at one of his paintings for about five full minutes before he ended the conversation he was having. And I was actually willing to talk to him. And I, I just said, you know, this re really reminds me of the scene in the fountain where he's kind of rising into the final ascent of Shibalba. And he's like, Oh my God, well, this painting wasn't about that, but let me show you this piece. It's part of a larger piece. And that's exactly where that came from. I was like, oh, <laughs> okay, that's cool. Yeah, I like... Yeah, I think... Oh, go ahead, Eli. Oh, I was just going to say, um, I think a lot of my favorite moments from the entire experience was when you get to talk to someone else about why they made something or how they made something. And that's that's what my favorite part of about the whole Artist Alley area was, is that there were a lot of... the You know, the artists themselves were willing to talk about the pieces, and it was kind of cool. Yeah, like we met the guy that designed one of those t-shirt that I had. It was pretty funny. <laughs> like we were like, I was like, hey, I have that on a t-shirt, and he was walking by, and he's like, hi, I, I made that. <laughs> I was like, awesome. <laughs> like this is my favorite, one of my favorite t-shirts. It was a Matt Calthen piece that for Wheel of Time, and I got the t-shirt from Taveran Tees. So it's interesting to think that there was an artist there who made that and then probably gave it to Taveran Tees, like, hey, you should make a t-shirt or they commissioned it or whatever. Like, let's mm -hmm. think about that. What else did you guys like? You said you also went to one of the concerts, Elena? Yeah, and uh, and Eli can co-sign this, but uh, we, went, we ended up going to the Here Come the Mummies show and I had never heard of them. I didn't know what to expect and I'll be honest, I kind of went figuring they were going to be like a fun dance band, but pretty much, you know, B-level, not that good, just a good in the moment sort of thing to do. Mm -hmm. And I was completely wrong. Like they blew me away. Um, there was just an absolute like mastery of the instruments and the music they were playing because they, they were described to me as kind of like a ska band. They're a funk band. They're straight up like they could be playing a New Orleans funk band and I have heard enough music played in that style by guys who both know their instruments and who are still learning to know that like they were absolutely like masters and they were just they really really impressed me and I think it was more fun because I didn't expect that and yeah uh, and so it just, yeah, they were it was they magical. were really good. Well, I think some of the 88s um, are big fans of Here Come the Mummies, and I think that mm -hmm. the the and I don't you, you know Google it, but the, I think that the point of that band is that they're actually famous like musicians that have contracts and are in other famous bands, and so they disguise themselves and they have this this other band called here come the mummies and you so you don't know their identities and they come out and they play but i don't know who they are well i, I will say i don't know if that's true or just a really clever ploy yeah. but i absolutely believe it they are certainly capable of being like genuine like professional musicians who have that sort of arrangement so whether it's true or not yeah, i believe that... it and that that makes it a selling point yeah 
so half the band were saxophone players. I had an alto, a tenor, and a barry sax. Um, I've been playing alto sax for like, I don't know, I 14 years-ish. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I couldn't, I could not ha- hold a candle to that band. They were, <laughs> they were pretty good. Yeah. So I think the, uh, the, the long and the short of it is that next time, Rachel, we're fucking dragging you to the basement. I don't know show. what I was doing this time. <laughs> I have no idea. There are like whole blank part. I mean, I guess I was drunk because <laughs> there are like whole blank parts of the weekend where I'm like, I don't, people were doing things. I have no idea what I was doing. Yeah, that was, I've got to be honest. Bit. I was like totally, I was totally exhausted and did not want to go and, uh, but I had my helmet on, and I'm pretty sure you you uh, did not take my response the way I meant it. And so then you just like sort of grabbed my arm and started pulling me. I was just like, okay, okay, okay I guess I'm going. <laughs> but it ended up being really fun. <laughs> yeah, see, I totally thought you were like, no, yeah, I'm down for anything. I'm not ready to go up to the room. I'm like, fuck yeah, I don't have to uh, come down here alone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that must have been, maybe I was sleeping. Maybe that's what I was doing. <laughs> I think that was the night that uh, that you and Joey and Kevin decided you need just needed to crash early and get some sleep and recoup a little bit. That was that was also the night I ended up like I'm not ready to go home yet, and the bar is shut and the Marriott sucks. It's just like a you know dirty frat party at this point, and I'm gonna go wander the basements and <laughs> then have an emotional breakdown. That was awesome. It's a good night, good times. Hey, that's that's con. <laughs> you find well, the highest highs, the lowest lows. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna say that the I was actually really disappointed in my 3 a.m. basement experience. Like it was fucking lame. There was nothing going on down there. I was like, I don't know. I'm three levels down. I feel like this should be kind of exciting and mysterious. And instead, it's every like terrible cliche you think of of a bunch of nerds hanging out at 3 a.m. on Saturday night. Like there was some <laughs> inscrutable game happening. And I stood there and I listened to the entire instructions. And I was like, I still don't know how this game works or what the point of it is. This game sucks, you guys. Like, I'm sorry. Sorry, not sorry. This game is fucking sorry, lame. Sorry, not sorry. What the fuck, nerds? At least you didn't like find like the furry party. Who knows where that is? I've never gone looking. <laughs> oh god, but it's there. I wish I had because that would have been a good story. That would have been better than like, oh my god, it's three a.m. and I really don't want to go home and I have nowhere to go and I have no one to go with. <laughs> party would have been better maybe that's a goal for next year i don't know <laughs> that's you know what you guys were at that and i think i was in the room watching like wrestling on dragon con tv between wrestling and like the 2013 uh, masquerade or something. <laughs> <laughs> i tried to watch the masquerade as i do try every year it is unwatchable like so unwatchable and I feel really bad because people work really hard on their costumes, but then they are in that. And I well, they also uh, they they should also be commended for how much of their con they waste, like with the prejudging and the sitting in line yeah. and the not doing anything but that. But that's kind of why we don't do it because I'd rather be out enjoying my costume, not sitting in a line somewhere. Yeah. True. Truth. Truth. So yeah, so parties, what else? We didn't go to panels. I did have panels like on the app that I listed that I wanted to go to. There was um, 
the gong show uh joko and paul and storm and all of them did a show didn't go to that which i was actually mad at myself because every time i make time to go see paul and storm i'm i always like i'm so glad that i did because they put on such a great show so next time uh there were some like other panels like the ya panel track looked really good this year didn't go to anything and i always want to go to the puppet track nothing yeah, and, and didn't you have some that were, like, on either the science or the skeptic track that also you were like, that looks really good? Yeah, Joey is a big fan of the Skeptic's Guide to the Galaxy. He listens to that podcast all the time, and they always go to Dragon Con. So we were going to try to go to one of their panels. That did, I mean, like, I just I just don't try anymore. And I feel really bad because it was Eli's first Dragon Con, and he didn't go to any panels at all. I didn't even look well, it, up any panels to go to. <laughs> I, I was there for the cosplay, 100%. Yeah, he was there for the party. No, like, I, well, last year, I think we, we went to two, and we didn't make it through either of them. Like, one, there was, I think, a crying child issue, and then the other was just really terrible. And so... Yeah, the late night ones are really fun, or if you can get into, like, the filking ones, or, like, the like the, like the the Hobbit drinking songs, for whatever reason, is always, like, tucked into a basement somewhere, and in a really <laughs> small room, and always packed to the gills with people, like, even outside, just singing stupid songs from Lord of the Rings, and for whatever reason, it's really fun, but didn't go. Yeah. Look, well, okay, on that one, we didn't need to go see the Hobbit drinking songs. Like, had anybody needed Middle Earth poetry, <laughs> I have an abundance, and mine's probably yes. funnier. So. Yes, we did, we did have the reigning. <laughs> the Poet Laureate of the Greenwood. Po- Thank po- you. Poet Laureate of the Greenwood with us. Um, so, but you did come for the cosplay, Eli. Did it live up to your expectations? It absolutely did. Um I'm actually a little scared about going into New York Comic Con again because I know how absolutely exhausted I was after yeah. like three hours in costume. I just, I, I need a rest. And it was so awesome to be able to just go back to the room and have a beer and sit on the bed for a few minutes and before we do whatever else. But uh, yeah, it was great. I, it was I, I was blown away. It, I felt like like at least thirty or forty percent of everybody there was in costume. Oh it was, yeah, it was pretty more awesome. than that, like sixty percent. I mean, it's funny because even when you see people in like regular clothes, it's like ninety percent chance they've got at least a couple costumes up in their room and they're changing. Right, right. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like Joey and I were talking about this you know, on the trip home, we almost felt like it wasn't as crowded as last year and whether or not that was because less people were there or they were programming kind of learned about what, what the hell was going on last year. I mean, last year was so, I can't even describe to you how crowded it was, especially in the Marriott. Like you wouldn't move for like 25 minutes. You were just standing there and you were like, I have enough oxygen. It's going to be okay. Like you have to like talk yourself down because it was that crowded and that didn't happen this year. And I, I don't know if it's because there's less people or because they figured out how to redo the programming so that there were less people being let out of panels or whatever that was. Um, but yeah, it seemed to me like there were less people. I don't know if that's accurate. But I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I kind of liked it when it was more packed 
uh, this is kind of weird, uh, but uh, you know, I was walking around in a sensory deprivation chamber, <laughs> and when everybody's like right up next to me, I can actually see their faces and stuff. So it was, uh, I kind of liked that more than everybody being blurry all the time. Right. I mean, that's the thing. You were really committed, and you wore that helmet a lot. And I'm wondering, like, did you see all the good cosplay that you could see, or? You know, are you going through pictures I, I, in, in your in your fever dreams? Like I never saw that. I never saw that. Where was that? Oh. Well, I mean, with, with the amount of videos that he's been looking at, anyway, um, I think you. Of course, you'd be seeing costumes that you missed, even if you had been doing nothing but like playing uh, a- a- Atlanta Fashion Police guy and trying to see all the costumes and that was the only thing you were doing. Like, you just, you physically can't. There's, what, like 50,000 people there. Even even if it's only, like, 30% in costume at any given time, that's still, like, tens of thousands of costumes every second of the day. So Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> and it's re- what's really awesome is when you, like, work your fucking ass off on something and you're like, oh, this is great, this is going to be great, and then you, like, go out and, like, 30 people walk by that just kick your fucking costume's ass and you're like, oh, right. <laughs> like, yeah, there's, there's still so always... much more to learn. Yeah, there's always there were... more to learn and more to aspire to. Mm-hmm. There were so many amazing costumes there. Just an incredible number of them. I, I can't even believe how many people were, they just looked great. It was, it was really cool. Yeah, there were uh, professional level, like not just obscure, right, right, not just weird. I mean, like you know, Dragon Con's like great with the mashups and stuff. Just like, but just good, just fucking good costumes. Like the uh, what are the what are the robots that were driving around with the lights and everything, and they're just like sort of dancing oh, around. Yeah, those it, dancing they sort of look. Guys. They sort of looked like they were driving around on, like, segways or something. Yeah, but there's a was... couple of them or, like, a group. I don't know how many there are. But, yeah, they have, like, segway bottoms. And they kind of just, like, float around and they light up and <laughs> play music, which is always appreciated. Like, it's great when something yeah. music comes up and then you're like, yeah, and you just kind of, like, dance. <laughs> yeah. Those those might have been my favorite, I think. I don't I don't even know if they are from anything at all, but they are just... They were really cool. Yeah, like whether or not it's an original creation or if it's a reference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They seem original to me, but I don't know everything. Yeah. Well, I was uh, I was really surprised by how many Hamilton cosplays were going on. Yeah. And I was kind of a uh, kind of bummed because I have a fucking dress from that era that I never have a reason to wear. And I'm like, shit, if I'd have known it was going to be that kind of party, I'd have packed Stonson, too. I expect like, New York Comic Con, by the way, to be, like, 80% Hamilton cosplay. <laughs> like, like, I'm also, like, there better be singing and dancing and, like, everything. I mean, it's New York. It has to. They have to. They can't let me down. We saw, so, I mean, like, obviously Star Wars was big this year, as it mm-hmm. should be mm-hmm. in its rightful place. A lot of rays. Yes. Which is proof that, you know, we needed more girls in Star Wars because, like, right. okay, there's only so many right. Mara Jades and Leias, and now we have Rey. And, you know, now girls can be something with a face in a movie. Although it was really cool, the uh, the the two Satines that were at yes. the Star Wars meetup. Yes. I was like, wow, they were both really good, too. That's like I... a, that's a pretty complicated costume. 
So like I saw, well, I saw there was one Satine that had kind of a bigger headdress than the other. So I saw her like right away. Mm-hmm. I was like teal and it was all like gray in the area that we were doing the meetup. And I was like, oh my God, it's a Satine. I'm like, be cool. Be cool. You're supposed to be people. <laughs> Don't be like weird and like fangirly around all these people. <laughs> 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 I'm, like, I'm like, try to be aloof and evil and like cool. I'm like, oh my God. And then put I saw I think grin ridiculously and then take I, it off again when you can be serious. Yeah, exactly. And I think I think both of them had two Obi Wan Kenobi's following them around, yes, which I thought was just was hilarious. So many Obi's, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, so so we're we're not really Obi Wan Kenobi, are we? Yes. So like Obi Wan yeah. yeah. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so many Obi's. Actually, I was really impressed because. And this may have been because we chose to go to the second Star Wars meetup because the first Star Wars meetup was called like Sith versus Jedi. And then the second Star Wars meetup uh-huh. was just like general Star Wars meetup. But there were so many light siders there. Like at one point they were like, okay, now everybody who works, you know, on the light side, come up the stairs. And there was like no room on the stairs for them. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh, wow. You just expect it to just be all bad guys because it's Star Wars. And like, why would you be a, a good guy? Come on. Which is kind of funny. Well, none of us were good guys. Yeah. yeah I, everybody that I talked to here was like, why Why are you doing Dark Side? And I was like, well, because that's the group I'm in. <laughs> I don't know. Talk to Rachel about it. She made me. She made me. I made you. I made you. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It would have been funny if you were like the one. It's like how we made fun of Ferris because he had a green lightsaber. You're like, what, right. get the fuck out of here with that. What are you doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> we don't need that. We don't need that lightsaber here. You can go hang out with other people. Well, like, I guess. See, it wouldn't even it wouldn't even have worked though because the only uh, the only character that I've ever had an interest in playing is Leia. So since none of y'all were from like that era anyway, it right. it wouldn't even have been like I could have walked around as like your prisoner or something. So. It's true. We were we didn't do the best job of being a cohesive group in terms of right. <laughs> we'll work on yeah, that. We're just it's like it's random Star Wars characters together in a just group. Just all evil though. We got that part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Maybe we should explain our costumes. Oh yeah, okay. Go ahead. Okay, well, okay, I'm... so I was the you, general Elena like, first. imperial officer from the original trilogy. So olive jobs and a brass, and that was about it. Moth Elena. Mm-hmm. Hence my name. Mm-hmm. So were you a actually? Were you a moth like a? Yeah, like the the, the, like, the rank badge was the actual like Grand Moff Tarkin rank badge. He was the uh, commander of the Death Star, the original Death Star. Yeah. Grandmoff, I had to make sure that you had, you know, an, a, a rank appropriate to, to your attitude. <laughs> <laughs> and, All right. And uh, I was the TIE pilot from the Force Awakens, the First Order TIE pilot. Sort of looks like a cat, Stormtrooper like a, cat. It's that's like a Stormtrooper cat. It's so cute. That's why I chose it. <laughs> <laughs> the only one it appears at DragonCon, too. Yeah, I've not seen any other pictures of uh, First Order TIE pilot at DragonCon, so it was I was pretty excited. That yeah. I didn't see a ton of First Order um, troopers. Like I think I saw like 
two stormtroopers and then mm-hmm. the one uh, shadow trooper guy that you talked to at the meetup. Yeah. And that was like it. Yeah, that... It's because the kits aren't out, you guys. Yeah, these are all the <laughs> dedicated people who like figured out how to make their shit without a kit. Props. Yeah. <laughs> Props to you guys. Uh, and then I did Seven Sister, which was awesome. And Joey did uh, his Kylo Ren, which is a very good Kylo Ren, if I do say so myself, since I made half of it. <laughs> I, w- I would say I had nothing to do with the making of it, and I would say he was a very good Kylo Ren as well. Thank so. you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, How many hours did you spend on those pleats? Oh, fuck. Fuck. I, like two, I was making those pleats for like two weeks. Yeah. Ridiculous. I believe it. Stupid. Um a lot of it was experimenting, trying to figure out, and then I realized that I had to, like, tack every pleat down. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about it. Okay, so, and then uh, our friend Kevin was a Sithorian, who's an Athorian with the uh, dark side powers, which yeah. made me so fucking happy. <laughs> like, every time I looked at him, I would just start, like, grinning. Just, like, because like, it was awesome. Look. And so obscure, like it's it's one of those he, he, things where like everyone's like, I know I've seen that alien somewhere. Where where is it from? And it's you know it takes a while to oh the bar the cantina. Uh huh. I think of all of us, he was the one you could have actually stuck in a Star Wars movie, and no one would have like batted an yeah, eye at it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. He could have just been sitting there drinking some dry ice <laughs> beverage. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, oh, and then I spent, I spent a day as Thrawn, my girl Thrawn, which was super fun. Thrawnette. Thrawnette. I don't know (laughs) if I like Thrawnette, but I'm still working on it. Now, Uh, here's how you feminize Thrawn. Just put an an extra N, E at the end. So yeah, it's Thrawn. Thrawn. Uh, yeah, perfect. Uh, I really, I liked it just because so many other people liked it. It was a, dude, Huge Everybody bitch loved to put that. on, and yeah. I had like a little mini meltdown, of which everyone witnessed because I was having so like problems. We were too busy dressing Joey to uh to notice Rachel. It was fun. Uh, you know <laughs> how you like have a system at home of like where your brushes go and where your where your makeup uh-huh. goes. Like I had nothing. I was just making continual messes, which stressed me out. Like all the messes I was making in the bathroom would like. I'd be like, ah, I got it everywhere, ah, and they're like, don't touch it. Yep, <laughs> like, unfamiliar counter space, and you're, like, having to try to be sensible, like, other people are good. Elena hasn't done her makeup yet. Fuck, I have to leave her room. Yeah, yeah exactly, and being backlit, which was difficult. Yeah, so, but anyway, <laughs> everyone liked it. I got, like, high fives and nods and hello, admirals, and it was fun. <laughs> and, and all the social media love you're getting is, like, it's Thrawn. Yeah, a lot. Everybody loves Thrawn, and I was like, dude, like, Okay, and now I want to wear it everywhere except I don't want to wear it anywhere because it's terrible. And yeah, I don't know. I'm struggling if I'm gonna wear it at con or not. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Cosplay at New York Comic Con is too hard. I need to go to different cons. So I know. I know you also really loved um, Freeman's uh, costume. Mm. Freeman did the best Kanan I have ever seen. Like ever. Yeah, it was, it was exact. It was great. It was so good. I think, to me, cosplay is like there's like three steps to good cosplay. Like the first is like commitment and finishing. Like you know whatever whatever it is you make, just fucking commit to it and finish it. Right. 
But the second one is like materials. Don't use the cheapest materials you can find always. Like, you know, especially with fabric, sometimes it pays to like use something a little nicer. And uh, the, the third thing is proportion, right? And mm-hmm. that's the thing that will like kill a costume. No matter how hard you work on it, if the proportion is wrong, that you're never going to be happy with it. You're always going to be like, something's off. And he nailed that proportion for Kanan. Like, the size of the pauldrons, just even the right. length of his ponytail. Like, all of it was just good. Ugh, it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> and he also had, he got a kit. Um, it was, like, two kits that he put together. I can't really remember the story, but it, he, he, he made Kanan's actual lightsaber. And it had, like, really cool, like, sound effects in it. And it had this, like, really nifty, like, fade thing. And, you know, my lightsaber doesn't make any noise, so I was super jealous. <laughs> yeah, you were jealous of that lightsaber the <laughs> yeah, entire weekend. Really You're like, mine's crap. My custom handle that I made is bullshit. It sucks. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, guess what I bought today? <laughs> oh? I found another Seven Sister cosplayer who who made the handle who like 3d printed the handle and it just so happened that the handle that they they designed is the same base handle that i have uh-huh. and i was like uh hi can i have can can i i want that <laughs> <laughs> so i bought the files and i'm gonna get those printed so that i also have a nice nice very like even customizable handle the handle i have is fine but can be better What else did we do? I there were some other things like I really like yeah uh, the obviously uh, cosplayer Miss Sinister her Ventress was people have, you know they were made uh, that that costume was ridiculous uh, and and she's so, so beautiful good. and yeah. so tall and just you know fierce. she's like <laughs> very fierce and like just kind of like standing next to her you're like a wilting flower like ah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, that was really cool. She was she was pretty scary. She was super scary, but she's so nice. <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's like it's like stop smiling at me, Ventress. It's weird. Uh, she also did the I don't even know what that character's name is, but from the Fifth Element, the the bald modely one with the fur and the tattoo on her oh, head. Oh, the blue. No, she uh she's oh. like in the garbage scene when they're in like the fake LaGuardia where they're trying to get tickets to get on the plane oh uh that character she did she was that also because i saw pictures of her so it's cool uh my very favorite thing that happened was when we were at the star wars meetup and out of the corner of my eye i saw this guy in this blue suit with like this jerry curl i'm like what the <laughs> is that i'm like oh my god that's like one of the Eddie Murphy characters from Coming to America. And then I kept scanning because I had, you know, a mask on, so I couldn't see very much. And I kept scanning. And then I saw like a couple guys wearing the McDougal's uniform from Coming to America. And then I saw uh, some of the handmaidens from the opening scene with the um, the feathers when they're with the flowers. Yeah, where they're like, you know, waking him up. And I was like, oh my god, the Coming to America <laughs> costume group is here. I fucking love that movie. It was awesome. Like, props to the fact that there were enough Coming to America cosplayers that there was a meetup, and they chose the steps that we were on. 
fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you definitely had a fangirl appreciation moment of that. Yes. It was so charming. <laughs> it was so good. Ah, oh, there. I saw like this YouTube video from like prom season this year, where this girl basically had the dress made from the um, from the beginning, where the bride or his like his arranged bride is like brought in, and so she like redid that, and so it's like this this video of her getting out of her car and there's handmaidens with roses and then the um the character that sings the song where he's like she's your queen that song (laughs) he like sang it at the top of his lungs as she's like walking away ah i was like that's the best prom idea ever i was so jealous so cool love that movie watch it uh what oh there were also tons of stranger things cosplay tons like everyone Everywhere I looked. Yes. Which was awesome. There were, I felt like there were a lot of Disney cosplays this year, which I, I don't know, maybe I, maybe we just didn't find them at the last time I was there and they're there every year, but I, I feel like maybe there's more interest in it right now because there was the live action Cinderella. They're working on the live action Beauty and the Beast and who knows like what else. I don't know. But I, uh, I think my favorite of them was the uh, gender-bent Kylo Ren. And it was simply because the girl described it as, you know, the prettiest Disney princess. She's <laughs> 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 like, just, just for that tagline to your costume alone, like, you're one of my favorites on the oh, whole yeah, weekend. That was sure. just brilliant. Yeah, there were lots of dis- like lots of girls in big in big dresses. Um, I am leaving out the whole part where we also were pretty princesses. <laughs> We were not pretty princesses. We were evil queens. Come on. There's right. a difference. Okay. 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 Uh, but it was pretty awesome getting Kevin and Eli to hold up my cape. The fact I, that like, you needed servants to uh, circumnavigate the con was brilliant. It was pretty surreal. I feel like you turned every head that we walked past. It was insane. I should have let you guys just put the cape on and walk around con just to experience like the spreading, the parting of the seas. <laughs> like, you know, I think, I think that had to do with your walk though, because there, there were definitely points when we were all in our star Wars gear. And I was like, the only thing I can do is just basically be the, the, the point man, because I have no impediments on my vision or my walking. So like, I would get a little bit like to the left of everybody. So I'm like right in the center of the hallway. And I just like put my, bitchiest like officer like get the fuck out of my way i will not move and you know what people fucking moved they like moved. Didn't, like it, it didn't matter who it was they just they saw that and they moved so I, th- I think i think as much as anything it was just your attitude because you had a very queenly very i, was, queenly I had places to be i had places to be you guys we were late you you know me and Kevin and Joey we absolutely couldn't keep up with you when you had that cape on and you were marching forward. It's like always all we saw was just the bouncing back into the cape pushing through the sea of people and then they'd close in behind you and we couldn't like we couldn't even follow. It was it was pretty funny. That was the real reason you picked up the cape. You're like this is the only way we're going to keep up with her. <laughs> Be in the wake. Did you guys have any other like favorite moments of con? Well, I, I had one other favorite costume to mention, and this was mm-hmm. like a a little sprinkling of con magic. Cause, um, okay, so so someone in the uh, cosplay group that I'm associated with here in New Orleans, which is the Intergalactic Crew of Chewbacca, so we can talk about that later. Um, 
somebody posted on the Chewbacca's page, hey, this is my friend, not in our group, but I know her. She's awesome. She's going to be at Dragon Con. And she was doing a the robot from Metropolis, which is actually a costume I've wanted to do. It's probably... I, well, I know I've talked about it with you, Rachel, before. Yeah. I don't know how many years ago that was, like three years. when I was like, I have to learn how to do foam and armor so I can do this. And so I was like, oh, my God, she's going to be there. I hope I see her. And, you know, never saw her all weekend. It's not like I stalk anybody on social media to like, oh, she's in the it, she's in the Marriott right now, you guys. We got to go. No. <laughs> we I, 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 I had no data okay anyway. <laughs> but, well, I, I know, but I, I had no data anyway. So even if I, like, you know, wanted to, I couldn't have. Um, but then like the, the last afternoon, and this was probably what, like three, four o'clock is after we'd had lunch and got bored sitting and we're taking one kind of final lap through the Marriott. Like she was there and there was like no crowds. And she was literally like, this is my last pictures before I, you know, walk back to my room and take this shit off for good. And I got to see her and take pictures and it was so awesome. It is a beautiful costume. Yes. I, th- I think the only thing that would have made it better is if she'd actually had had like two minutes to spare to talk to me about it, but it just, it was not that moment for either of us and I didn't try, but like that costume is so cool good see. that she's going to bring that back. So I would That's true. count on seeing it again for sure. Cause it's beautiful and not something you see, like it's something that's really recognizable, but it's so mm-hmm. hard that people don't attempt it and yeah. seeing it is really, really special. And, and definitely the way, like, she had, had, had gone about doing it was different than the way, like, in my head I was already kind of deconstructing it to try. So that was also just kind of cool and interesting to see a, a different, like, interpretation of it or a different, like, way of breaking down the original um, look. So Uh-huh. Um, so I have to tell you, my Rhaegar Alamode moment for Khan was how wonderfully and seamlessly you guys just kind of folded yourselves into my existing group of friends and for being so cool. I mean, I know Elena, you'd met a lot of those people already, but you know, Eli, I'm really impressed with your ability to roll with it. And cause it's not an it, easy group, maybe a little intimidating, was, but they're, but they're very welcoming. They are. And it was, they are, but it was there. It was cool. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, I remember last year, like I, I really, or last time, not last year, but last time, like, I enjoyed the 88s. I thought they were, like, really cool, but I was like, I don't know if I feel like I'm one of them. I don't know if I really, like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I really didn't know what I thought about them until, like, I saw them again this year. I'm like, oh, my God, I love you guys. <laughs> but you seemed to, like, jump right in. It was it was great. Yeah, you know, it's kind of weird. So it's the crazy 88s. We of all, a lot of these, some of these people are friends existing before Con. Um, I met them at my very first Dragon Con. Uh, and a lot of the other people have been people that we've met at con and we see every year. And so we have this costume that we do every Friday night, Crazy 88s from Kill Bill. Um, and we our group has gotten quite large. Uh, I think officially we're almost at 100 people, although I think we've never had more than 60 at a con. And this was, year was one of our bigger years. I think the dinner reservation was like 54 people. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it can be a little difficult, and a lot of them are very big personalities. Uh, they are heavy partiers, so it's you always worry about introducing someone into the group, um, whether or not they'll be able to roll with it. You guys did awesome. I was so happy that everybody got along. Uh, it was great. That was my Rhaegar Alamo moment, where I just I made my friend group bigger, you guys. <laughs> Aww. Well, it was... It was really nice for me. I, 
I feel like I don't often meet people that I have so much in common with, but also that like everybody is so chill, but also driven to do well. But like, I don't know. It's, it's hard to describe. A lot of people tend to tire me out easily and I didn't get that at all the entire trip. So it was, it was really nice. Yeah. I, I mean, and we range in age, you know, wildly and, it's just really great to see everybody. I mean, like, the with the Rikering and, like, you know, and <laughs> the room parties and just, yeah, the it was really great. The mints. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the constantly being passed a, a you know, a, a something. A beverage. A beverage of some kind. <laughs> you don't, yeah. <laughs> no, but it's good. And we all somehow synced this year, and so we all did something Star Wars. So that's where Freeman had his Kanan and... Uh, Jolie and Jason and them had all of the the Sith acolytes that they did. Uh, Freeman had his weird Sith with a green lightsaber. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it was really great. It was just a really really great group. Really fun. Lots of evil. Uh, what else did we do? I got punked. That sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Did it? I think you enjoyed it. I mean, it's nice to be loved enough to be punked, but like, seriously, how long did I walk around with that badge on my back? It was like three minutes. I told you as soon as I saw it, and I don't think I was separated from you more than thirty minutes, so not that long. There's so many pictures, though. I was, I was a worse friend. I watched them clip it on you. (laughs) So yes, they. uh, I have this. I don't know. I don't know when this started a couple of years ago, but we decided that we were going to start calling douche ba- uh, douchebags day badgers. And it <laughs> that has was be- definitely a thing the, uh, the the first year that I went, which was 2013, because yeah, I, that's that's what you called the guys that were fucking with your antlers when we on our right. Mirkwood night. You were like fucking day badgers. <laughs> I think that's where that came from because they were gross. <laughs> because they were, and they then were day I badgers. said something disparaging about their day badges, and I was like, "Get away from me! You guys are just day badgers." <laughs> <laughs> They were trying to get the antlers off of me, and I was like, fuck you guys, and then we got them, like, we went and told security, but, yeah, I think that's where it started, and now, yeah, so that's what we call douchebags, we call them day badgers, and somehow, um, it became a joke, because I started as a day badger, like, I didn't, you know, we'd go, like, Saturday, maybe Friday and Saturday, so, uh, they got me a badge, they went through the line and bought a day badge, <laughs> And got the girl to update my profile with DragonCon so that it wasn't my name anymore. It just said Day Badger. <laughs> <laughs> so today, when I bought my ticket, I had to call them and be like, Hi, please make sure that it does not say Day Badger on my badge. And they were really nice about it. And they said, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll look at it, but, you know, whatever. But, yeah. So I have this extra badge, and they bought it for me. And I kind of can't wait to see the video because they said they got the person who was, like, working at Dragon Con to, like, say <laughs> terrible things about Day Badgers. And then they got, like, Day Badgers around them to say terrible things about Day Badgers. So, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Yeah. It'll, uh, we'll, have, we'll have the highlight video just in time to get hype for next con, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah, yeah it's up to, sometimes I like how Pete's like, I'm going to work on it. I'm like, the last one didn't come out for, like, eight months. <laughs> Uh, 
Anything else? You got any other Rhaegar a la mode moments? Well, I, I had one from, a, it, was, it was another basement story. Because um, it was, when, when we were trying to find, because we went down to, to see the band with some of the 88s. And so, like, we'd been having this whole joke all, at that point it wasn't even all night. It was for, like, two, two days running at that point about how Riker is just so inappropriate and, like, comes up and, you know, creeps on people and puts his leg up and it's just, it's Rikering. Yeah. And so we had this moment where we saw a Riker, like, having a conversation with somebody and um, Jason just, like, went up to him and didn't say a word. He just pulled up a chair and, like, Rikered him. And the guy didn't say a word. He just, like, stood up and, like, Rikered him back. And it was just, it was amazing. It was just one of those, like, organic, like, nerd moments that he knew exactly what was going on. And he was, like, willing to, like, make a joke of it, too, even though, obviously, he was fucking cosplaying Riker. It was amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he, so the, now the plan is next year we're all going to be Riker. We want to have a huge group of Rikers. <laughs> And whatever iteration of Riker you feel that you know you feel inside, and then we're all just gonna Riker. It's just gonna be like flash mob Rikering. So I can't. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be our like Thursday night costume. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the entire table at Jalapeno Charlie's will be Rikers. <laughs> yes, yes, for sure. <laughs> worst Mexican food. <laughs> uh, what about you, Eli? Anything else you need to mention? Oh, I hesitate to mention the, you know, throwing Joey to the ground in the in a in a drunken stupor that last night we were there. Oh, I have <laughs> Well, now you have to explain it cuz that just sounds like out of context really like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh I take taekwondo um and they have self-defense moves for if someone comes at you and they're trying to punch you. And uh, it's called one-step sparring, and I was teaching Joey how to do uh, <laughs> self-defense move number 21, which you, you block the punch, and then you grab their shoulder and then sweep their leg and throw them to the ground. Uh, <laughs> but I, So I, I showed him the block, and then I just did the rest of the move without thinking, because I was drunk. And didn't show him or tell him about what I was going to do. I just threw him to the ground. And it <laughs> I felt really bad about it, but I think everybody enjoyed it. So I guess it's okay. The best yes. part uh, about the video that I took of this entire incident was the fact that Jason, who is probably the most crazy of the crazy 88s. He's, you yeah, know, probably. He, he looks at me in the camera and he goes, I don't, I think this is bad. <laughs> well he wasn't wrong because i think i i I was across the room talking to somebody and i look over and i see eli and he's obviously in this like you know taekwondo stance i'm like this is not going to end well everybody's been drinking (laughs) but you know i'll i don't joey wasn't hurt so it wasn't that bad he's okay he's okay (laughs) (laughs) he did he did not hit his the back of his neck on the uh Joey couch, doesn't, did, I don't think Joey like remembers terrible. it. I don't know if he remembers. <laughs> They're like that whole, like, remember when on, okay, this is like back up a few days. Remember when we were in line on Thursday night thinking that we were going to get these like advanced passes? Yeah, the pre-check, to the, the pre-check line. The, yeah, the pre-check that was yeah, not a yeah. pre-check at all. 
there Joey has no memory of being in that line. And we were there for like 45 <laughs> minutes. He's like, I don't, what are you talking about? I'm like, these pictures right here. See how you're laying on the ground and then climbing the wall? He's like, I have nothing. I don't, I have no idea. He was, a, he, he was loosey-goosey. That's for sure. <laughs> he was sort of like flowing around. Dragon Con, guys. Which is why when he was at the actual 8-bit party, we have like 50 minutes of GoPro footage of him just like bobbing around. Like, woo! I think the rest of it's probably me dancing because apparently like everybody liked that. I don't know. Oh, I I do have to mention one of my favorite costumes. I'm sorry, I can't believe I forgot this. Um, So part of the, some of our 88 crew uh, dressed as, they called it Bowie Wars. And they mashed up Star Wars because they knew that we were all doing Star Wars and they mashed up Star Wars and David Bowie. So like different iterations of David Bowie and different characters from Star Wars all mashed together. I was so intensely jealous of that costume that I wasn't in it, that I wasn't part of it. Yeah. Um, they, they, it, was, it, it was great. They pulled it off very well. Yeah, it was fucking genius. And then the best part was that Alice did General Jareth. <laughs> So it was a combination of uh, Bowie as the Goblin King and uh, General Hux together into one glorious mashup. And then I had a Hux and Elena had a Goblin King. So we got to have a family portrait. So that was awesome, too. Yes, it was quite, quite lovely. Yes. Any last Rhaegar Alamode moments? We didn't talk no, about good. the aquarium yet, or the fact that Eli embarrassed himself in front of Kevin J. Anderson. Oh, is that a Rhaegar a la mode moment? That was that was horrifying. <laughs> that, was, that was bad. <laughs> it depends whose perspective, uh, who's who's telling the story, whether it was a Rhaegar or a Jared. It was just funny. It was just, uh, the best part about it was just Eli being like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so uh, from my perspective, we're in the elevator going back to the room, and I'm, you know, in my full getup, and I just sort of hear people talking, but I can't really tell what they're saying in the elevator, and I hear Rachel's voice change octave, and she's like, sort of like, <laughs> and the excited voice. I, yeah, I, I can tell she's excited, and she's talking to somebody else with a much deeper voice. And uh, uh, I get out of the elevator. I was like, was there somebody famous in the elevator? And then, you know, of course, they, they're like, it was Kevin J. Anderson. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so it's, fu- it's a weird kind of, like, love-hate that I have with Kevin J. Anderson because he, you know, he writes, he wrote a bunch of Star Wars books, and he also is uh, involved with the the Dune, the new Dune books with Brian Herbert. Um, and they're not terrible, uh, but I certainly like his Star Wars stuff more than I, I like the Dune stuff. But I had another encounter with Kevin J. Anderson a couple, like, four years ago. <laughs> he, like, so Joey and I came out of our hotel room, and we were dressed as Alia and Duncan Idaho. 
and he came out of the, the and we were like he came out of the door across from us and we both started walking to the elevator and he's like looking at us really hard and we were looking at him really hard and finally i was like uh can we get a picture and he was like yes yes because you could tell he was like they're i think they're doomed i think they're doomed do they know who i am should i say anything is that presumptuous do they like me <laughs> do they like me do they hate me uh i'm not it, yeah i the new dune books i don't love them but i don't begrudge those who do but i don't know i'm old school <laughs> but it was yeah it's fun to meet him well, apparently elevators were the uh, the place that we either met or missed celebrities this year. Because um, uh, wasn't that where um, Alicia had her Gigi and that was so <laughs> that confusing. Guy. Okay, so this is what happened. I was drunk at the party on like the last night, and I kept like my phone was super dead. I kept trying to plug it in, and then I was like taking video, and it would die, and I'd plug it in again. And I got a text from her because like Alicia doesn't drink so sometimes she like pieces out of the room parties a little bit um so she wasn't there she'd be there and then she'd disappear again and she had texted me and it was weird it just said where are you at and i'm like what what do you mean where am i at and then she suddenly appeared again and i was like why are you texting me and she goes she's like parker parker i'm putting stuff in the car at three in the morning in the basement of the West End. She's like, I'm putting stuff in the car. And every time I go back and forth with the car, I, 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 I see Gigi Edgley. And I'm like, what? You're what? What? She's down there? She's like, yeah, she's down there. And I told her that you really loved her. And I'm like, I do love her. Is she, is she down there? She's like, yeah, you should go down there. And I'm like, I'm not going to go down there and bother a celebrity. Like, that's weird. She's like, whatever. So then she disappears again. And she's still taking shit back and forth with the car. I don't know. And then I get... A text from her that is a selfie with her and Gigi in the elevator and then she finally shows up again and she gives me this piece of paper and this card that she had stolen from like a um earlier in the day I guess I don't I don't know why but she she so she stole like the seating card that said Gigi's name on it and then she had gotten Gigi to write on a piece of paper Parker where are you at Bia and then sign it I'm like, okay. I'm like, this is happening right now. She's like, yeah, yeah. And then she's like, they're on the floor, whatever. And she's like, you should go there. I'm like, or something. Yeah. I'm like, wait, they? Who's they? Who's she with? And she's like, ah, some guy. I'm like, well, what guy is it? She's like, uh, uh, he's on he's Castle. On that show. That guy. He's captain. He's, he's a captain like, on some show. I'm like, Nathan Fillion? Yeah, that guy. <laughs> I'm like, I missed out not only hanging out with Chiana, but Nathan Fillion? Like, fuck. All right. It's time to take up smoking, apparently. Uh, yeah. So that was that. That was kind of a nerd rage moment for me. I mean, it was awesome to get the selfie and the text, and I still have the piece of paper and the pen that she used to write on it. Uh but yeah, it sucks. I didn't. I didn't have the balls or the drunken wherewithal to get up and go hang out with them. Sad. Well, didn't we kind of establish that that's essentially like all of us, though? Because you've done that before. We don't have to, you know, go into the story. But you've literally done that before with a a cherished celebrity. I've done it with one yeah. of mine. So, you know, <laughs> I'm scared of them. I just don't want to bother them, so I don't. <laughs> Yeah, too, too too worried about, like, not being that fan to actually be like, yeah, I'm actually this really, like, cool person, and you'd be fucking privileged to hang out with no, me. No, no, because Eli's already <laughs> shown that I'm not, because my voice goes up, 
and I get like <laughs> hyper. No, it's terrifying. <laughs> you guys should have been with me when I met Kit Harrington. It was hilarious. Didn't you make like, him sign like the page where he gets stabbed? I did. I made him sign the page where he dies. Um, and we weren't sure if he had read it yet, so I had to like I put like a big sticker over the page, and then I like offered it to him, and he was like, "I know what this is." <laughs> I'm like, can you sign it? He was like, fine. I'm like, okay, sorry. And then uh, he spoiled everyone in the room by looking to his friend and was like, this is where I die. And yeah, then they started having this whole conversation and everyone hated me. And yeah, that was great. Um, any upcoming events that we want to talk about? I'm really excited to see Eli again at New York Comic Con. Yeah. Bring the IB in a couple weeks. I will. I will. <laughs> I I need to redo the padding in my armor, so hopefully I don't die. Yeah, the whole like repairing your costume part—that's like the hardest part. Because there's part of you that's like it's perfect, and then there's part of you that's like it's, it's... trash. <laughs> <laughs> it's also like I feel like I've sort of like almost moved on now, and I don't want to work on it anymore. Like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's like I want to. I want to work on something new, not not the thing I already you did. You mean like the two thousand hours that you've put into it already is enough? <laughs> How dare you? It's only only like three hundred fifty. Oh, it's not that much. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you lucky people that had more or less perfect costumes to begin with. Like m- m- most of mine I was happy with, but Freya needs, like, another 20 hours of work, not including the fucking art piece cape that I want to make to go with it. So, like, I've thought about that. I'm like, God, that's that's a depressing project. Because that's a lot of, like, thankless work where it's just like, okay, let me take about take apart shit that, like, almost worked and then redo it. Like, redo things I've already done differently. Mm, yeah. Yeah. But it's going to be necessary because I was really not happy with it, with how it wore. But it was a trial run. I was pulling my old, you know, famous hat trick where I'm fucking sewing in the hotel room. So what can I say? It's my own fault. (laughs) Well, I yeah, if I ever decide to redo the cape, since I know the feather cape for Ravenna won't really keep forever, that'll be... I'll be crazy and you guys can commit me. Uh... (laughs) So yeah, uh, let's see what's happening. Uh, Next week, I'm going to the Star Trek Academy experience. Looking forward to being sorted Hogwarts style into my area of expertise. Whether I'm science, engineering, tactical, or command, I do not know. So that'll be fun. And then we're throwing MoocCon in October on Thursday, first day of New York Comic Con gonna hang out with all the game of thrones buddies and the rest of fire and lunch we're giving away prizes so if you're in new york or uh for the con or even not for the con come around uh information is on our tumblr and then new york comic con and then i'm going to phil con where i will have a complete nervous fucking breakdown in front of cj cherry (laughs) (laughs) talk about high-pitched voices and crying and not not oh god you guys i'm sick to my stomach just thinking about it what else? Uh, that's, then it comes to Elena, all of Elena's stuff. Yeah, because... Uh, it's warm enough to come out of your house. Yes, it's a um, Ren Fair season for me because the Texas Ren Fair, which is the one I will actually be able to get to, and it's one of the big ones, um, 
is October through November. So I'm hoping to have Freya fixed and the cloak done for like, uh, let's be realistic last weekend, but that's when it's cold enough in Texas to wear a cloak anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. And then Chewbacca's, which is um, my Mardi Gras crew. So we roll the, uh, not the, not the big weekend, like not Mardi Gras weekend, but the weekend before it's kind of the first like big parade weekend. And, um, I don't know. I can't say enough good things about like that crew and that organization. Uh, last year we accidentally became a super crew, which is where you have more than 2000 people in your parade. Like we didn't even know until afterward, um, that with all the like groups that kind of added in at the last minute and the bands that said, Hey, we want to march with you and you know, shit like that, that we actually had past 2000 people in our parade. Um, and I have no idea what I'm going to be walking as this year. Like the last three years I've done it, I've been with the party elves of Mirkwood and doing my Randy Thrandy. And I kind of feel like, uh, that's no, not so culturally relevant anymore. And I don't know. I just don't think you can really like top the uh, outlandish hooker Thrandy that I had <laughs> last year. And I don't know if I want to do it again. If so, yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens at parade time if I've had time to make something else that I think is equally cool or equally like kind of party time fun or if I'll just say fuck it and do keg stands with no pants because, you know, (laughs) Merkwood needs no pants. (laughs) Merkwood, elk noise. I don't know what elk noises are. There, elk noise. Um, that's awesome. So while you're doing keg stands with no pants on, then we'll be back. The Fire and Lunch crew will be going to the Game of Thrones Symphony Live event at Madison Square fucking Garden. Uh, oh. It's ridiculously huge and apparently has an interactive 360 degree stage. Uh, I have no idea what to expect other than that Ramin will be there. So we'll obviously do a full report of that. Uh, and then... Come April, we'll, we'll all see each other again for Star Wars Celebration, and Eli will debut his latest creation. <laughs> Welcome to the dark. Uh, <laughs> are we? Are we all gonna? Or uh, blah, blah, blah. I think I I am committed. I know I'm committed at this point. Uh, I'm doing the the shore trooper, and I don't know if we're gonna be a band of. Beach short troopers? What is, what is it? My Thai troopers? troopers. <laughs> yeah, I would love that. I would love that. So we just have to figure out what the fuck we're doing and what we have time for and get a 3D printer. <laughs> <laughs> or a bunch uh, of cardboard. <laughs> or a bunch of cardboard. <laughs> bunch of you, guys, you can stand in front of us and we'll just be the back the background. Yikes. <laughs> You fuzz us out a little. We'll be fine. I don't know. Come on, Rachel. If we do bikini troopers, like, there's just not that much to build there. That's true. That's true. We'll just paint it on. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to Celebration because I've never, I don't think any of us have been to a Celebration before yet. Um, I was talking to Kate no. about it a little uh, at Dragon Con because he's in the 501st. Uh, and so he goes to all of them. He says it's really, really fun and it's really fan driven. Uh, and there's just like lots of really cool picture opportunities. So I hope that it is like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, if, if I, uh, if, if I can swing it to actually go, I figure I'm going to have to make at least two costumes for it. So I'm thinking I might make a black version of my, uh, uniform. And that's really just because I want a 
black version for my wardrobe, and I need an excuse to make one. Mm-hmm. So th- you should like, do a was... Leia. If you want to do a Leia, you should do a Leia. That's true. Uh, just it, it's logistics. Like, what do I have time for? And that's actually yeah. why, like, I need to. You know, I'm, I'm kind of hoping to know by October, uh, or you know, well, whatever time I'm finishing Freya, because that's the point where it's like, okay. Next costume is either for Chewbacca or for Celebration. It mm-hmm. can't be both. So, <laughs> decisions, decisions. <laughs> My Thai Trooper could go to both. <laughs> My Thai Trooper could go to both. Yeah. Except I don't know that I would be able to have it done by mid-February, which is when yeah. Chewbacca is. So. I just really, I just love that design so much of the Shore Trooper. Like, I just love, like, the ivory color instead of it being bright white and, like, the colors yeah. that are on it and, like... They're, like, the light blue with the red and the tan. So it's And the fact that it looks kind of weathered, like, okay, those guys actually, like, saw some fucking action. They were in some shit, like, versus, like, the completely pristine, like, vacuum seal space, like, you know... Yeah, like, they're on a yeah. planet somewhere. Like, yeah, like, I don't know. I just really, really like that the whole design for that character. So it's exciting. Yeah, it was... I'm definitely looking forward to, to, I want, I want Eli to start so that he can like, like forge the rest of us. <laughs> and like, let us know what, what's like, what to do. <laughs> yeah. Like what are, like, what are the challenges? This is dispatches from this. the front. Yes. Yes, for sure. But do you, do you, do you guys need a kit? Do you, is that what you yeah. want? <laughs> yeah, you just make a kit. And while you're at it, can you do a kit for the TIE fighter? as well and um yeah i'm just i'm going let me know i'm going to do uh the helmet for sure um all right so uh anything else we we did sort of skip nerd rage but i don't know do we need to circle Uh, back to that there wasn't too many things that made me upset about dragon con i like being there i mean even even my like two moments were actually just kind of funny but i don't know worth mentioning since i've gonna bring it oh, up because i actually biggest... got like oh, go nerd i actually got nerd checked this by a couple dudes Ooh. that wanted to know did i really like know battlestar galactica i'm like okay in the first place assholes like the whole reason i started writing for boomtron is because i was writing about battlestar and that's how they found me but okay we can play this game but it was just it, it was it was funny i'd never had somebody do that to me before um and it jeez were you like last night when i was having dinner with hatch you know. <laughs> oh god oh god i didn't even think about that where was my head well, you're like oh i'm sorry here yeah. is me and my friend hatch yeah. <laughs> shut well, the fuck up oh my god oh my god why did i not do that this is, i'm so embarrassed now fuck nerd rage myself yes um, it's okay. and and the other one was simply that like I felt like completely invisible walking around in my uniform with all you guys with like your fucking uh, lightsabers and helmets and like armor and all the like fancy stuff. But the time that I was walking around by myself in my uniform, like I was turning heads like everybody was like, wait a minute. Is that is that girl? Yes, she is. She's in a fucking imperial uniform and it's not off the rack. Like it was insane, like how much attention like I got when it was just me. And then like when I was with you guys, like nothing, like nobody even (laughs) noticed I was there. I was like, fuck. This is bullshit. Where's my armor? (laughs) I'm making some fucking armor next time. My time trooper, you can do it. Um, All right, so I'm going to lead us off on our traditional toast, but rather than uh, toasting to Jon Snow, fuck that guy, (laughs) I propose that we toast to Darth Dickfingers, who... (laughs) (laughs) The real hero of Dragon The real hero of Dragon John. (laughs) Our friend, Kevin... And his Sithorian, whose creepy sausage-like fingers 
touched us all. And made the entire weekend one running dick joke. <laughs> so to Darth Dick Fingers. To Darth Dick Fingers. To Darth Dick Fingers. <laughs> May you rule forever. <laughs> oh, man. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. And so he broke that sacred oath that Lord of the Crossing and now the pie crusts cover his kin and they're so good to eat yes now the pie crusts cover his kin revenge it tastes so sweet so my but the best nerd rage moment was at the aquarium when eli very loudly announced to everyone viewing the whale shark that he had never seen star trek yeah that was epic timing it was one of those like seven minute lulls in conversation where the room just went quiet and he's like i've never seen star trek i just sometimes i'm too loud i don't i don't know don't hate me oh my god shut up they're gonna like tell us to leave (laughs) (laughs) they're gonna take your badge dude and replace it with a day badge day badge that's day badge right there no it was because i was trying to make some stupid star trek 4 joke about the whale shark and jumping in and like nothing getting nothing from eli and i'm like come on it's like not even a pity laugh and then i'm like find myself over explaining star trek he's like yeah i never never seen star trek But he's fixing it now. He's fixing it. Yeah, I've seen almost the full, full first season of the original series. I'm just sort of chronologically going through it. It's pretty good. Yeah, when you get to I the like first it. season of Next Gen, do not give up. Just power through. You can skip. Okay. You can skip it if you want. No one will blame you. Well, I, I don't know if my brain will let me skip it, <laughs> but I will I'll keep that under advisement. <laughs> Whatever the word is. Yeah, I think that's the word for it. That's funny. I've never seen Star Trek.